Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is your conductor, Anthony Smith, and coming up on this show, we will bring you up to date. Yes, it's been almost a week, but we're going to give you the recap on the high school state football playoffs, congratulate the teams that won, and also shout out to teams that made it back again, although they came up short. And we will also be bringing you up to date on other happenings in the world of sports, so stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast because that episode is coming up next with your conductor, Anthony Smith. Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's been approximately about a week since I was last with you. And yes, I have been kind of, kind of MIA, missing in action, AWOL, what are the other acronyms you want to use? And a lot has happened. As a matter of fact, so much has happened. I don't even know if I can bring you up to speed. But what I will do is I will do what I meant to do over the weekend, but you know, last weekend was Thanksgiving weekend, and just get sometimes you just get busy and caught up in the moment and get to spend time with loved ones. And so, you know, it's just one of those things, but hey, I'm getting back in the saddle. Uh, one of the things I definitely want to do is I want to give you the rundown, the recap on what happened over the weekend, starting mainly with the high school state football playoffs. And once again, even though it's kind of bittersweet, they came up short, I was rooting for them. I still want to send out a shout out to those Northwest Grizzlies. They went back for the third straight year. They came up a little bit on the short side, but hey, they still represent the city of Wichita. And I want to encourage them and my good friend, Coach Steve Martin, keep your heads up because you have to look. I look at it like this. This was an unprecedented time that these kids had to go through. First of all, they weren't even sure if there was going to be a season, but they fought tooth and nail to make sure there was a season. And they were rewarded with a full season. There had been some hiccups. I mean, listening at how some of the scheduling played out, games canceled, postponed, forfeited, schedules reshuffled at basically the midnight hour. I think Derby was involved in one of those games where the team they were playing couldn't play because of COVID issues, and there was another team that couldn't play because of COVID issues. So Derby and that team, I guess, they hooked up, or it might have been. I know it was a lot of shuffling of schedules this past high school season, but we made it through the high school football season. Yes, champions were crowned. And at the same time, like I say, some came up short. But I'm still proud that Wichita Northwest team. I'm proud of the fact that I got a good friend that's coaching that team. And I know at some point we're going to get them back on here and recap the season. Because it was a very unusual season. Because first they started out with no fans in the stand. Then they were allowed to have limited amount of fans in the stand. And then I believe there was a good capacity of fans for the state championship playoffs. So let's go ahead and give you the rundown of what took place. First of all, in 6A, just 
due south of the city of Wichita, those Derby Panthers knocked off Blue Valley North for the 6A state title by a score of 56-31. to 31. In 5A, a repeat of last year, the game a little even more competitive than last year's game. However, Wichita Northwest came up on the short end. Once again, keep your heads up. You guys are on that front line fighting for this season. So you at least you made it there. I know there's no more victories. But 5A champs, Mill Valley knocking off Wichita Northwest, 49-35. to 35. Uh, Still don't have a score on the 4A, which was St. James and Arch City. Hopefully I will get that. Uh, in 3A, Andale, back-to-back champions as they knocked off Terry LeCompton, 20-0. In 2A, Rossville gets by Hoisington by 7, 27-20. In 1A, Opie knocked off Oakley, 14-0, pitching a shutout. In eight-man division one in the high-scoring affair, looks more like a basketball score. Miller River knocks off Wichita County to claim that title by a score of 70 to 50. And in eight-man division two, Hanover cruises past St. Francis 46 to 24. And in the six-man that was played back on October the 31st. Bird City Shalin blanked Moscow 46 to 0. So there you have your state championship winners. And if I'm correct, high school basketball gets underway. And let's see if we can give you a schedule And looks like, let's see here. Okay. And here we go with the schedule for week one. If you are in the Wichita area, here are the games that will be on tap. Wichita West will be taking on Wichita North. Bishop Carroll will be taking on Wichita South. Wichita Southeast will be going up against Wichita East. Then in the surrounding area, you have Mays against Dodge City. 
up north of us, Newton against Dodge City. Wait a minute, that can't be. How can Newton and Mays be playing Dodge City unless there's a tournament going on? If you're looking for cross-state games, you got Guyman, Oklahoma going up against Garden City. And now looking on the, I guess this would be the 5A side. You got Hugleton, and that game was actually, I'm not going to even give you that. You got Goddard Eisenhower going up against the line of South. Campus, the team whose dream season was cut short last year, will be taking on Salina Central. Augusta will be taking on Goddard. And those bullpups from McPherson will be taking on Andover. And then you have Life Prep Academy going up against Hayes. Also on the schedule is Thomas Moore Prep. But that game is scheduled for the fifth against Hayes. So these are some scheduling. I am not quite in the loop as to how this scheduling is playing out. In 4A, Wellington will be going up against Mulvane. Beloit going up well Beloit and Concordia, that game is postponed. Uh scheduled games that are scheduled to be played on the fourth is Rock Creek against Clay Center and Scott City going up against Ulysses. So just just some of the games scheduled for the surrounding areas and, and some of the classifications. Like I say, I'm just getting back into the saddle again, so I'm just giving you a little bit of what I think you wouldn't mind having an interest in as far as the high school scene is concerned. Uh, how about Wichita State last night? The Shockers. Taking on Oral Roberts, Wichita State was playing shorthanded. They had some players out due to some COVID issues. Led by Tyson Etienne's career night, 26 points. Also a good debut for Alterique Gilbert. The transfer from UConn. who chipped in with 18 points. Also, Morris Udesi with 10 points, six rebounds, three blocks. Even Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler even got in on the action. I believe he came away with seven points. I heard a local radio show this morning saying that Dexter Dennis was in a drought or a funk, so to speak. But the bright thing is Wichita State beat a team, and I know some people are already saying, That this is the same team that Missouri manhandled and 
Missouri is a team that Wichita State will be taking on this Sunday at Coke Arena. However, it's one game. Let's not judge this team too harshly. Let's not take this team lightly. Do I think this team is better than a seventh place finish? You bet your bottom dollar I do. And I believe that once this team is at full strength, this team will be something to behold. Because as it is, they will also have to take on Missouri shorthanded. In addition, it was also the beginning of the Isaac Brown era. So, the interim coach, which I'm pretty sure we will not be seeing it all season long. I'm just going to say the acting head coach got his debut win. So they knocked off Oral Roberts. The leading point leaders would get down into the full stats. Points leaders, Max Amos, 28.6 rebounds, 8 assists for Oral Roberts. Rebound leaders, Francis Laces, eight rebounds. Assist leader, once again, Max Amos, Amos with eight assists. For Wichita State, Tyson Etienne, 26 points. Rebound leader, Clarence Jackson with eight rebounds, but he also put in nine points along with one assist. And also, with Tyson Etienne scoring 26 points, grabbing four rebounds, he also dished out three assists. Let's give you the box score on that and break down the stats for the game. First, we're going to start with Earl Roberts. They was R.J. Glasper was 3 of 8 field goals, 1 of 1 from 3 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 9 points. Kevin O'Banner, 11 of 22 field goals, 4 of 10, 3-pointers, 7 rebounds, no assists, 27 points. Francis Laces, 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3-point range, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 points. Pretty sure that came from the free throw line. Max Amos, 10 of 20 field goals, 6 of 11 three-pointers, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 28 points. Kareem Thomas, 3 of 8 from the field, 1 of 3 from three-point land, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 7 points. Deshane Weaver, 1 of 2 from the field, 1 of 2 from three-point land, 1 assist, total 3 points.
something about debtism, right? I think that would be more like five points. And also round out the scoring, Nate Clover, the third, two or three field goals. Four points. Now we look at Wichita State. Altariq Gilbert, five of 11 field goals, two of four from three point land, three rebounds, two assists, 18 points. Trey Wade, three of nine from the field, zero of three from three point land, five rebounds, one assist, seven points. Dexter Dennis, one of six from the field, zero of two from three point line. Five rebounds, two assists, two points. Morishi Desi, three of ten, zero of one, six rebounds, ten points. Tyson Etienne, eight of eighteen from the field, four of nine from the three point line, four rebounds, three assists, twenty six points. Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler getting in on a little bit of action. Three of three field goals, one of one three pointer, three rebounds, seven points. Clarence Jackson, one of the other newcomers. Three of five field goals, one of one from the three-point line, eight rebounds, one assist, nine points. And Trevin Wade, the younger brother of Trey Wade, one of four from the field, one of one three-point, one rebound, three assists, six points. And what I'm liking about this team is there are some guys with multiple rebounds led by Clarence Jackson. Even though Dexter Dennis didn't have his good offensive night, he still gets in and does the important things like grabbing five boards. Udesi, six rebounds. Trey Wade, five rebounds. I mean, just look at the rebound count. Uh, the game stats... Wichita State, once again, wins the game, 85-80. to 80. Uh, They were out-rebounded, 44-42. Oh, Roberts led in the assist column, 15-12. Both teams had five steals. Wichita State had five blocks, or Roberts had none. Wichita State only turned the ball over seven times while turning over Earl Roberts 11 times. Uh... Oh, Roberts led in field goal percentage, 42.3%, 40.9%. But Wichita State also won in this statistical category, free throw percentage, connecting on 78.6% of their free throws as opposed to 53.8% for Oral Roberts. And that's where a lot of games also won and lost it at that free throw line. Three-point shooting. Both teams are pretty stout from three-point shooting as Oral Roberts had the edge, 41.9% to 40.9% for Wichita State. So, once again, coming up for Wichita State is from the SEC, the Missouri Tigers. And it will be interesting to see how that game is played out.
we will see if we can pull up some stats on this Missouri team because I'm hearing that this team should possibly be ranked in the top 25 before too long. Uh, looking at this Missouri team, they knocked off Oregon, number 21 Oregon at that. Let me remind you, Missouri goes into that game unranked. But they knock off a ranked 21 ranked Oregon Duck team coach by Dana Altman. And they come away with an 83 to 75 victory. So this Missouri team is no one to sleep on. Matter of fact, look like some of the key players that we might have to really keep our eye on. As far as Missouri, you're looking at Xavier Pinson, who led them with 22 points. He had four rebounds and three assists. Also, Jeremiah Tillman chipped him with 11 points, nine rebounds. He was a rebound leader, along with two assists. And Drew Smith, who also chipped him with 11 points, four rebounds, and four assists. So this Missouri team, like they have some key components, some players that can play. And Wichita State would just have to play a smart heads-up game, knowing that they're outmanned because they're only suiting up eight months again due to some corona issues with some of the players. So they have to play smart. They can't get in foul trouble. They would definitely have to crash the boards because it looks like Missouri has some guys that can crash the boards. And I believe that if they just play smart, sound, fundamental basketball, I believe the Wichita State can come away with the victory and probably get some attention garnered their way. Think about what has happened over the offseason with all the turmoil with the Greg Marshall situation. You have an interim coach in Isaac Brown, but if you look at his resume and what he has accomplished in the role of an assistant, I would like to say that I think this program is going to be in pretty good hands this year. And if given a fair shake, given a fair shake, should be in good hands with Isaac Brown for the years to come. So we're looking forward to Wichita State and Missouri. Also, Wichita State women's basketball. All they're doing is just going out and winning games. As of now, they are currently 2-0. and 
And let me see if I can. I believe we have it right here. Right. As of now, they are currently 2 0. Their games they've played thus far. First game was November the 30th against Alcorn State, a game in which they won 71 to 53. And Wichita State women, I'm not going to give you all the stats for their opponent, but for as for their women. They were led in that game by Asia Strong, 16 points. Carla Bramald, 14 points. Stephanie Baston chipped in with eight. DJ McCarty, five points. Eni Adams, four points. Rachel Johnson chipped in with 13. Trajada Colbert chipped in with two points. And Shamira Duncan didn't score. And that's how that played out in their first game against Alcorn State. So what I'm doing right here is I am going to go ahead and pause and I'm going to slip in a word from my sponsor. And when I come back, I shall have some more. Get you caught up on some other news, possibly some NFL, some NBA. No, actually what I am going to do. Let me just go ahead and give this to you. If I can pull it up. I am going to dive into some HBCU, some historically black college and university. I'm going to look at the Mid-Eastern Conference and how things are shaping out in that conference. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. I will be back after this word from my sponsor. Welcome back to my next episode on the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. This is just truly Anthony Smith. And I know there's a lot of NCAA basketball action going on. I know I was supposed to have given you a basketball preview, which I didn't do this year. But the season is still young, so you still may get that from me. Okay. Uh, what I want to do right now is look at the MEAC thus far. As we bring you up to speed because they are 
their season has started thus far and right now the teams that have played right now Norfolk State is coming in with a 2 and 1 record North Carolina A&T sitting at 2 and 2 Morgan State 1 and 1 North Carolina Central 1 and 1 Maryland Eastern Shore have yet to play a game likewise for Bethune Cookman Hoppin State is 0-1. Delaware State, 0-1. Florida A&M, the Rattlers, 0-2. Howard, I believe that's in there, 0-3. And South Carolina State, 0-3. And uh, yes, this is NCAA Men's Basketball 2021 season. So let's just take a look. I am just kind of curious. Let's take a look at Howard. Let's see what has led to their 0-3 start thus far. So on November the 28th, or do I need to go back a little bit farther? Yes, I do. On November the 26th, which was last Thursday for the Paradise Jam, They lost to Belmont by a score of 78 to 95. Then the next night, Lost the game and I know a lot of eyes are going to be on this Howard team because of the mature maker but they lost the game to Queens North Carolina by a score of 85 to 71 uh, The scoring went like this. Sam Green, 12 points. Steve Settle, 12 points. Mature Maker, 12 points. Raheem Ali Jr., 4 points. Kyle Foster chipped in with 4 points. Khalil Robinson, 
with nine. Devin Bridgman, seven points. Three points apiece for Dwayne Richardson and Cam Timmons. Spencer Hayes chipped in with three points. And of course, the next night, which was the 28th, they went up against George Mason. And anybody know anything about George Mason? That program has had its ups and downs. They've had some highlights and some lowlights. But George Mason is a known commodity. They lost that game 84 to 70. But it's just a matter of time before Howard can get, get their chemistry together. And this 0-3 start be, you look back on it and say, you can't believe it. Uh, their game December the 2nd against LaSalle, however, was postponed. But coming up on the 6th, they have the Mako Medical Duke Classic. That game will be in Washington, D.C. at the Burr Gymnasium. And look like the game December 6th still may take place against Bellarmine. However, the game against Elon look like it has been postponed, which is supposed to be played on the 8th. So we'll keep you up to date. As I told you when I first started my podcast, some of the things I'll be doing is I'll be kind of stepping outside the box, so to speak. I will be talking about the HBCU schools, and I plan on staying true to my words. So you will get a heavy dose of some Historically Black College University news, some basketball reports, because I think it's time to share some light onto those conferences, onto those schools, give them some exposure that they need and deserve. Because if I don't talk about it and what other few people, if we don't talk about it, who else will? There has also been talks of some NBA trade talks. New Rockets guard John Wall says goodbye to D.C. Let's just go ahead and dive into that right now. In case you haven't heard, John Wall is no longer a member of the Washington Wizards. 
And we are going to first pull up that audio on that. I understand how quickly this game can be taken away from you. That's why you see I always give 110 percent extra when I'm out there. Inside Gortat, what a pass by Wall. Wall makes his move. No look, Gortat the catch, and the delivery. Any moment um, the ball can be coming, you always got to be ready. You know, always roll your hands up so you don't get hit in the face with the ball. Oh, and he hits Gortat, who goes down hard. He threw that ball, I was setting in his way, and I pretty much received a pretty nice hit in the face. You just got to always be ready. You know, playing with a point guard like John Wall, uh, he, you don't know where the ball is going to go. John Wall with eyes in the back of his head. Nobody does it any better than John Wall. So, yes, John Wall is now a Houston Rocket. New Houston Rockets guard John Wall said farewell to his former NBA city in a tweet Thursday, writing that he will always have love for D.C. The Washington Wizards traded John, traded Wall to the Rockets on Wednesday, along with a lottery-protected 2023 first-round pick for former NBA MVP Russell Westbrook. Says, where do I even begin? Wall wrote in his tweet, 10 years is a long time to think back on. I came to D.C. as a skinny 19-year-old with big dreams and goals. You embraced me and my family with open arms. You rocked with me from day one until now. Later Thursday, Westbrook posted his own goodbye message to Houston and thanked the Rockets organization for believing in my ability to make an impact and making my time in Houston a great experience. Basically, here's what he says. I want to thank the fans and the city of Houston for embracing me and my family. I want to thank everyone at the Rockets organization for believing in my ability to make an impact and making my time in Houston a great experience. I'm looking forward to my next chapter with the Washington Wizards next season and getting back on the court. That was Russell Westbrook's tweet. Both Wall and Westbrook had been seeking the trade. In Houston, Wall will partner with James Harden in the backcourt under new Rockets coach Stephen Silas. Wall, 30, hasn't played since December 26, 2018, missing two seasons with injuries to his Achilles tendon and knees. During the offseason, Wall has shown to have regained a great deal of his quickness and explosiveness. He is still owed three years and 100. 32 million on his contract. In his tweet, Wall wrote that he will always remember his time with the Wizards. I may not wear the jersey anymore, but I will never forget what it meant to represent y'all. Wall wrote, This isn't the way I thought I would say goodbye to this city, so I won't. I will say thank you. Westbrook wrote in his tweet that he's looking forward to. My next chapter with the Washington Wizards next season and getting back on the court. So, there you have that trade. So, it will be 
quite the sight to see. Westbrook in a Wizards uniform. John Wall and the Rockets teaming up with James Harden. The question now becomes, who is your point guard? Is it Harden? Is it Wall? Wall is a very talented point guard. Wall is one, looking at some of his passes and the way he goes about doing it. He reminds you of a shorter version of Magic Johnson. You never see the pass coming, but you better be ready for it. And with certain players, he probably had to look at them and telegraph it and say, hey, this pass is coming to you. But that's what I see in John Wall. Question is, will Harden want to delegate and let John Wall be the point? Free him up, so to speak. I mean, Harden has been playing his game the way he's been playing his game for quite some time. And, and here's another interesting stat on James Harden. Do you realize that he has played in eight straight Eight straight playoffs. Even LeBron James can't say that. You don't believe me? Because last year, LeBron's first year with the Lakers, they didn't even sniff the playoffs. Question is, how long will Harden actually be A rocket. How long will Harden be a rocket? Remind you that. Not only did Westbrook want to trade and got a trade, James Harden also wanted out. But I don't think right now that the Knicks, I mean, the Rockets are looking to trade. However, I heard one trade scenario if, and these were some local guys talking, would the Rockets entertain a trade with the 76ers. Let's see. Harden goes to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. Which means Ben Simmons' game would, tra- would change drastically because he's basically been like their six foot ten point guard. But with John Wall, Ben Simmons wouldn't be the point. That would be John Wall. And it would probably make better sense for John Wall to be the point guard in that situation and let Ben be the, maybe the four-man, three-man. The one thing that Simmons need to do is work on his shot. Because he's not going to scare nobody with his shooting ability outside of 15 feet.
So if you think that's a good trade, comment. Tell me what you think about it. Should the Sixers and the Rockets pull the trigger on a trade like that? Ben Simmons to the Rockets for James Harden. And how would that work with James Harden and Joel Embiid? Just something to toss out and get you to thinking about it. In some more news, sometimes tweeting can get you into some trouble. Sometimes tweeting can get you into some trouble. If you don't believe me, just ask one Dwight Howard. Ford sneaks inside, shot blocked by Howard. A fight here in this first half. We're all tied at 40. Blazers would love nothing more than to extend this series. Howard is fouled on his way in. Pretty touch at the end. And the Blazers have to put Nurkic back on the floor, maybe a little earlier than Terry Stotts had hoped. Lakers by two. Bullet pass inside Howard with the two-handed jam. Shot clock to two. Got to get one up quick. Howard hammers it home. Great setup by Contavious Caldwell Pope. Just as the timer expired. I mean, it's a good lip reading, too, there, Chris. Way to clean it up. Uh, <laughs> because Chris has been there. <laughs> Here goes Harris. Oh, denied by Howard. Howard brings frustrating offensive players. Howard was a difference maker, and LeBron James rewards him. Flying high, Dwight Howard. These are one of the minutes for Howard's Caruso. Rondo finding Howard. Shot clock at four. James, and he'll settle for the two and can't get the follow, but that is Howard with a follow and the foul. Dwight Howard with oh. another big board. Game two by 10. They've led by double figures 61% of the minutes through the first two games. And now coming into this series, we're a huge favorite. Even bigger now, but the Heat rallying around each other <laughs> right off the bat. Now, why would I take darn near two minutes to play highlights of Dwight Howard? Well, Philadelphia 76ers Dwight Howard says, tweet on returning to Los Angeles Lakers misunderstanding. Dwight Howard said Thursday afternoon that his infamous tweet in the opening hours of free agency about returning to the Los Angeles Lakers only to be followed a short time later by him agreeing to join the Philadelphia 76 was the product of a misunderstanding over whether he officially had an offer to return to the defending NBA champions. At one point I did. Howard said with a smile when asked if he thought he had an offer in the opening hours of free agency. That's when you saw the infamous tweet because 
I really thought I was going back, but it was no offer. And I understand it's a business. The Lakers did what they felt was in their best interest. And I'm just very thankful for them giving me an opportunity to come back to L.A. and to just have an opportunity to win a championship. It's very difficult, but everything happens for a reason. I'm super excited about my purpose on this team and moving forward. Howard rejoined the Lakers on a non-guaranteed minimum contract last summer. After it appeared his career was potentially over after an injury-plagued season with the Washington Wizards, saw him appear in only nine games. But Howard revived his career with a terrific season, primarily playing off the bench in Los Angeles and helped the Lakers win a championship in the bubble earlier this fall. Uh, Howard said he was excited to be in Philadelphia. He admitted it's been a whirlwind to adjust to moving to a new city and playing for a new team less than two months after the Lakers won their title in Orlando on October 11th. It's been a step, he said. Every day has been a step in a different direction. It's very hard. I just finished playing with one team and I was headed up here to Philly a couple of days ago and trying to figure out what mask to wear. And all my masks said Lakers on them. I was like, I can't wear this anymore. So it was pretty tough. Just the adjustment from being on one team and playing with this team for a full year. We played basketball from October to October. And then now I'm with the 76ers. So just the clothing, being in Philly, I'm just take I'm just trying to take everything in. But I'm very thankful and blessed to be part of this organization and it's been great so far. Beyond changing masks, Howard said another challenge was trying to keep his body right after the rigors of playing essentially from October to October with the Lakers and now trying to pick up things with the Sixers a short time later. Still, he said he isn't concerned about the quick turnaround and that he feels good about where his body is at heading into the new season. I try to keep myself in pretty good shape to get ready for this season. Howard said, I was expecting to start so early. He said, I wasn't expecting to start so early, but I'll be ready. And the main thing is just being there for the young fellows and just trying to help them out, help them out right now. It feels like we finished playing. I tried to take some time off, get off my feet, but just had the urge to get back in the gym, get back on the court and try to get another championship. So, there you have it. Dwight Howard is a 76er. And we will see how that bodes for the Sixers as well. Well, that's what I have for you right now. And I will be more in the loop as things heat up. Because now we're in that part where you got the NBA getting ready to ramp up. You got college basketball. You still got college football. You got high school basketball. There is quite a bit going on. But I will try to keep up to date and keep you informed on all levels of sports, whether it be NCAA football, NCAA basketball. I will give you your weekly polls, top 25, uh, NFL. Uh, locally here, high school basketball. Also, like I say, outside the box, looking at the 
black colleges as well. So until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. This is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with yours truly, Anthony Smith. Also to let you know that this show is also sponsored by Catch them on the Facebook page, Minister of Bling, selling the $5 accessories. You can also email ministerofbling2020 at gmail.com. And I will post the website in my description box of this episode. So if you want to look nice and only have to pay $5 for all your jewelry and accessories, Minister Bling 2020 at gmail.com. Phone number 316-553-2010. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. You've been listening to another edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast sponsored by Anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm the easiest way to make a podcast.